Welcome to another episode of The Forever Student. Today we have a very good friend of mine on the show, Omar Alduri. And um, I told him before we started, we're going to get very deep. Um, and for those of you who don't know, and most of you won't know, but like whenever Omar and I meet, we actually have really deep conversations over the last few years. I think from the first time that we met, the first conversation we had was probably like an hour and a half, two hours, and it was really, really intense um, in the best possible way. And so today, I guess we're giving you a glimpse into what those conversations would typically look like if we weren't rolling. But Omar, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. What a pleasure, man. This is like having fun and doing things the way we do things normally, but with the camera, nice setting, beautiful hotel, you know, good yeah. host. Just, it's just a usual casual kind of conversation. It is, right? Yeah, man. 100%. Yeah. And um, we're going to dive straight into the deep end. Mm. I've, I consider you one of the kindest, most compassionate people that I know. Where does that come from? My mom. It's very, very simple. That, that, firstly, thank you for that. that especially the, the type of people you know. That, that's where the, the compliment just multiplies by 10 because um, growing up with my mom, my mom, my mom is the art of kindness, I think. And she's the person that kind of sometimes almost makes me hold back being kind. So when you say that, that kind of really um, means a lot to not just me, but what she stands for. And I think when uh, she doesn't know any other way, and that's kind of burnt her in the past, which has then got me on alert. So when you say that, I think, wow, I just think how much more kind of my mom is than I am. But I think I've also been told that who I speak to gets that. And I use my energy with people like-minded and who have good souls like yourself. And so that's why it's easy to communicate with you and just be who I need to be, when I need to be, how I need to be with you. And that is kind of like the first thing where when we're having a conversation, we could be joking about something and then go to something else and switch to another subject and it would just be such a nice flow to things. And I think even coming into the show and those that won't know this is that when I said to you, what do you want me to prep for? You're like, just, just come down, man. And I think if it wasn't you, which is now full reality and compliments to the host, is that it wouldn't flow the way it does whether it's being kind or just being real or just being honest or being transparent, that's how our conversations flow. And so to answer your question, it comes from the mom. And when you talk about your mom, is it more like you've, you've kind of copied her kindness? Has she kind of tried to instill that kindness in you by certain ways of bringing you up? Like mm. how did that kind of formulate? Because I think as a kid, mm. Your mom can be the kindest person in the world, but you can be super rebellious and you can mm. go against her and, and whatever else and only maybe later in life realize, oh, like she was doing it in my best interest mm. and like I should be kind and I should be this. But has that sort of been your consistent personality, so to say? Uh, I, I don't think kindness, I don't think you can copy kindness. I think kindness is a habit. I think it's something you, you, you it comes through habit and through practice like anything and when you're being kind, you're not being kind to score points. You're being kind because that's who you are. It's also who you're kind with. So you can be polite. You can be um, good with everyone. But that kindness or that kind of element where you are your genuine self, I don't think you can copy because it won't last. 
right? It will just be something where for now, I could be kind with you. And then all of a sudden, I'm back to being just very, very like normal and paced out and everything. But if it's something where from the moment you walk into a room and you say hello, that's, that's, that's a habit. That's not you being polite or kind. That's just everyone deserves to be acknowledged regardless of status. So, so kindness isn't really something where you copy. I think it's more along the lines of habit. And I think from her, the way she's been with everyone, and you're super right with the rebellious part, because there's been times where I've put my guard up for our family, where I've seen what's happened when mom, you've done that before when you were kind to that person and you got burnt. So now I have to be almost bad cop. So I don't think I've always been like her. If anything, I've learned how to protect her kindness because she's not going to change. And so I have the element of kindness, but she has the full substance of it. And who I'm kind with starts from when I walk into any place, even at the gym. You know, there's people I don't know that I'll say hello to. Now, how they take that is a different story. But how I am, that's just because that's how I was raised. And that, whether it's a male or a female, they could take it in different ways, as we know. Mm. But for me, that's how my mom raised me. So again, it's, um, it's a habit. I don't think it's... It's a trait that you can kind of copy. And do you consider yourself like consistently being the truest version of yourself? Like, or do you really adjust? Because you just mentioned like maybe you adjust a little bit who you, not who you are, but how you act with certain people. Energy. And energy is, 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 I think the more you experience, I don't think it's anything to do with age. I think it's the more you experience, could be in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, the more you experience, the more you know how to use your energy and who it's worth using that energy on. And even if you don't see someone for a, a time period, and you and I are a testament to that, right? You still have that same energy with that person because the way you left them is the way you are today with them. It's like when, you, when you're done with the day, you go to sleep, you wake up in the morning. If you don't do your bed, you can't start fresh when you go back to sleep. It's just such a simple thing that something like that where that's how I am with people. I'm exactly like that with people. And I might not see them for ages. And they might be seeing me, whether it's through the show mm. or YouTube or whatever. But I'm not seeing them. I'm not getting that flavor back from them. So it all depends on how you use your energy. I don't think you can be super consistent with that. I think everyone has their ups and downs. So it's not like I'm always like that or I've mastered it. I'm still practicing it. But I think it's you learn to be better with how you use up that energy, who's worth that energy without even sounding like a bit, you know, up and down. You, you kind of just say, nah, that's cool. I got time for stuff. That's, that's, that's my guy, man. I haven't seen him for a while, but we're ready to go. We're going yeah. to do this. You and know? you'll quickly realize like who are the energy drainers and who are yeah. the energy like increasers, right? Yeah. Like as soon as you leave a conversation, you'll immediately know how you feel after that. And I think it's kind of, important for people to be aware of that. Like, mm. how does someone leave you feeling when you walk away? Like, are you a bit more drained? Are you a bit more upbeat? Because the upbeat people are kind of the people that you need to start leaning more towards. Mm. How have you gone about, because we all know the people that like drain our energy. Yeah. How have you gone about mitigating around that? Like, because it's not something where, you know, they, these are not necessarily people you can cut out of your life, mm. right? Because it could be family members, it could be close friends from the past, yeah. it could be people at work that you, 
either have to interact with or want to interact with irrespectively if they drain your energy. Mm. But how have you gone about this process? And maybe you have cut people out of your life because of it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, spot on. If, see, I always wonder if I wasn't a coach and if I didn't have to look after 25 athletes, which is what I'm doing at the moment, if I'd be different in that sense, because I joke around with my wife, Maria, shout out to Maria, by the way, I joke out to my wife, Maria, all the time when we talk about coaching and she goes, I don't have your patience. I could never be a coach. Mm. But for me, if you, if I took it like that with those 25 people, I'd be a horrible coach. Right. Because I'm not able to, to listen and absorb what the problem is because I am a problem solver. I don't bring a problem to you. I have to solve your problem as a coach. Yeah, you need to be kind of neutral. And, yes, in and, and I have to listen to what the problem is before I give you an answer. So it could be anything. And, and that's why I said to you, you know, before we started recording that everyone talks about how the players need the coach. I think the coach needs the players just as much to learn about himself. And so when I'm with my players, I have to listen to what, what the issue is, think about it, reflect, give them something back. And we move and we have to move because if we don't move, we'll keep that energy where we are. We might go back with someone else's problem. And then there's two, three problems. So when you think about 25 people, it's different. But I think if I wasn't a coach, I would probably deal with it a lot different, different in terms of energy sappers because I do in my life cut that out as much as I can, but you can't control that. It's not in your, in your control. No matter how good you are with environment and space and Something that I, I really like using now in terms of terms is digest. Because the way the brain digests things and the way you react to things, whether it's through fight or flight or freeze, there's so many things that you digest and then that allows you to act upon. But if already you get a trigger and something happens that would have happened in the past and it will send you going that way, if you're not digesting it properly, you react and then you're judged on your reaction rather than the action. And everyone forgets there's a re ahead of that action, see? But they don't, they don't remember that. And as a coach, I've made those mistakes and still do when I'm thinking, nope, can't react on that. I need to hold and then- Absorb. Absorb, digest, then bang, I've got it. And so- And do you do that in your personal life as well? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. I think I do, but I'm, I'm also, in Arabic, we say beituti. And that, that's someone that like, just likes being at home. And I, and I realize more and more, I like my own space. Oh, me too, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to fear being alone, man. Like, as in like not having people around or before I was married, like, you know, just having everyone around me or the people I care about or family. And I was like, I need them around. It's just it's weird. Now I'm like, I get to choose. But why do you, so my yeah. sort of theory on this yeah. is, it's it's a self-awareness thing, right? Like yeah. you're comfortable spending time with yourself. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really matter what the setting may be. Like it could mm. be, you know, no phone, no Netflix and just like chilling yeah. and not doing anything. But for a lot of people, it's uh, that's a very scary thing. Yeah. You know, like being by yourself and no people around and like yeah. no distractions and whatever else, because that's when the thoughts start entering the head yeah. right of well let me ask you when did you realize <clears throat> that you could be okay alone I, so i've always been i've always enjoyed spending time by myself yeah um i think it particularly amplified 
after the silent retreat that I did. Yes. yes. Where even though you're not by yourself, mm. like there were like 60 people in this course, mm. um, because you're not speaking mm. and because you're not really interacting with anybody, you're as alone as you could possibly get, mm. right? And there's no distraction. Like you can't go on your phone. Like mm. there's no Netflix. There's no, like you, you have nothing. And when was that for those I don't know? That was uh, 2018. Okay. Yeah. So pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So about five years ago. Okay. And that was, um, yeah, man, that was, first it was wild because the mm -hmm. thing is like you have to deal with whatever thoughts come to your head and you mm -hmm. have to actually like face them head on, right? Like there's no, there's no escaping them because you typically what happens is we distract ourselves as soon as like something mm -hmm. difficult happens to us, right? Like we reach for our phone, we go on Instagram, we call that person. Mm -hmm. We even like play sport or distract ourselves somehow, mm -hmm. have a conversation with someone. Now it's like, cool, this happened to you in the past. Mm. How do you feel about it? Mm. And then you have to deal with it. Is, right? it. is it harder for you because of your aura, your height, your energy? Like when you, when I, when I chat, like I'm smiling now, but when I chat to you and we talk and stuff, we bounce off each other. But is it harder for you because, inshallah, when you see this guy stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked at someone and hugged someone like that in my life. But you know, is it harder for you because of that? like your aura, your height, when, like trying to just be alone when everywhere you go, you can be seen? I haven't thought about that before. That's a very good question. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so because I've never viewed it that way. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? Like I've, till date, I never consider myself like very diff. Like I consider myself very different in, in a lot of different ways, yeah. but more on the mindset side yeah. and like all that kind of stuff. Mm. But like when I walk into a mall or I, and you always like when I'm with Asma or whatever, mm. they're always just like, people are just always looking at you, <laughs> you know, they're always staring. I wonder why, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the funniest thing is that like, so this is a funny story. So yeah. my wife, Asma is 5'2". Lesser. Or 5'3". Iraqi power right there. Iraqi power. So she's... <laughs> She's quite short. I'm six seven. Yeah. So when me and her walk yeah. together in a mall, they'll look at her first, then they'll look at me, yeah. and then they look at her again, like just in total confusion. Yeah. Right. And so me and her did this little <laughs> study because she was like, "Are you a giant?" Like when we first started yeah. uh, going out, she was like, "Are you considered a giant?" Mm. And I had to Google it. Giant is six foot eight upward. Are you missing out? So I missed out on an inch. <laughs> she missed out on one inch from being considered a midget. Oh, that no way. Which is hilarious, <laughs> right? So we're at total opposites of the spectrum. But just to answer your point, yeah. like I don't, I've never considered myself different. Like I've never really considered myself different in mm. that, in that sense. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There's a question for you. Didn't yeah, that's on. a good, that's a, yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was asking the questions here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but that's a, that's a very good question. But mm. I think just in terms of spending time by yourself, yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but like, I don't know a lot of people that really love it that much. Mm. No, like uh, your circle typically or your family or like the people you interact with, are they kind of homebodies or are they more social people? Because maybe also you attract, you know, kind of your, your tribe, right? Mm. Like, like mm. maybe you attract the type of people that are similar to you. But even from my end, like when I look at my closest friend circle, mm -hmm. I'm the only one, man. Yeah. Who... Like, like if I'm that. by myself for two days, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually recharging. Yes. Yeah. And it's also, I think, 
adding to that, it's recharging you. But because when you do spend time with that someone, they've got you recharged. So you're in a better position to, to be Stefan. Yeah. Right? But other people think when they don't have that, they're losing battery. It's like a, it's like a computer game. Rather than increasing your battery for full energy to then strike, they think that they're losing and then they have to meet someone to gain it. Do you have, um, like I have a social mm. battery that gets depleted very quickly. Mm. Like if I'm at social events or yeah. I have to interact with a lot of people. Mm. I'm awful at that, man. I get really <laughs> tired. I get really tired. <laughs> uh, man, I wish I could be like you guys. I am awful at that. I, I, going out to the social events and that, and my wife tells me this all the time, I should be doing a lot more. Why? Because I have a responsibility to absorb information and absorb things that are relevant in the industry that I fell into, which was media. I'm not a media person. I didn't even, when I, one of the presenters who's, who's like a top, top presenter at the radio station I'm at, added me to a journalist group when I first started radio. And I'm like, why do you do that? He's like, well, you're a journalist now. Oh, I'm not really, man. I studied sports science. <laughs> it's like, he's like, no, but you're going to need to know when things are happening, especially if it's related to sports. And then, then I was like, oh, you mentioned the keyword sports there. Yeah. Because everything for me has been about sport. It's yeah. always, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all I've been about. So when he said journalist, I thought, I didn't study journalism. Yeah, this Why is would like I imposter go? syndrome. Yeah, this is, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and he was like, no, because how are you not going to know when an athlete or a coach or someone related to sports is going to be at a certain event where you have to be at and you might get into it. Oh, it just changed the whole perspective. So I didn't really understand that. But have you kind of double clicked on that and like followed up with it? Or is, are you still more on the, I almost want to call it introverted side because like, I, I, th I think it is like, like we might seem like extroverts, but no. I think deep down it's, it's not really the case. That's why I said to you, I suck at that, man. Yeah. Like I, I look at people that are doing great things and stuff like that. And, and I think, wow, okay, that person is, is really reaching heights and stuff. And then when people say, oh, you should be doing more of that. I'm always thinking, I'm trying to set my own blueprint to what I want to do rather than fall into that. But I also am guilty of not being at those places or those spots that I have to be at to, to understand and absorb the information that's required for me to be able to be the, that best version of myself in delivery. But you can't have both. And so yeah. for an introvert, that's why I fell out of love with the fitness industries because I wasn't that guy. So even though I've been in it for 20 years, people still don't know I'm in it. So, and that's okay because I don't have to say it. Or, I, you know, if you, if you know me and, it, and if you see what I'm doing, I'm training just as hard as the next, I don't want to swear, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear here. <laughs> um, as the next person. So, but... Am I saying it all the time? I might repost it if someone posts it. But now it's almost like the opposite. Now I have this, this really weird relationship with being having a social contract where I'm documenting the stuff I'm doing to help my community. And it could be five people, not 50 million. But those five people are saying, yo, man, I, I saw what you were doing the other day. Is that good? Should I be doing more of that? Should I be doing more of the recovery? Should I be doing more of the ice baths? Am I... What about mobility? I saw you do this the other day. Should I be doing that? And I'm like, well, I'm awful at that. That's why I'm doing it. And the fact that I'm posting it is so it can reach you, that one person, that five, that five people. And then if it gets to that person, then they go, we read that that was one of the dominoes, for example, in recent. Okay, yeah. So, so it is important. I'm like, yeah, but 
I have to keep practicing it. It's not like you can achieve it and you graduate. Yeah. You've, you've got to practice it to get there. So it's been really strange in that whole introvert, extrovert cycle because I've always said that I'm an in introvert in an extrovert world. Because the thing is, you have a very public facing profile, like you're yeah. a radio host and, yeah. and it's on video, it's on yeah. the radio itself. Yeah. So like a lot of people recognize you or your voice. Yeah. But then at the same time, yeah, like you wouldn't be comfortable in certain other environments that might be... 100. And, I, and that's why I went off. I went off being on Instagram, like live, when I'm on radio, because that was my way of communicating with like my small community and getting their questions in on the topics I'm talking about. So when I disappeared for like three months, I have one guy who tunes in from India, Masoud, his name is, he tunes in every show. And for three months, I went missing. I had some, some things that I wasn't, I wasn't happy with. I was, I had some, my mom wasn't well and, and I didn't want to pretend. But see, with voice, you can control how high you go. You can kind of control how low you go. You kind of pace yourself and you can kind of play with it, especially after doing X amount of episodes. But when you're, when the camera's on you, and this is something I do get from my mom, you can't lie with your eyes. You just can't, man. Mm. If you're emotional and, and you're going to see it, you're going to see it. Yeah. If you love, you're going to see it. Yeah. If you're passionate, you're going to see it. And so I went, dis I disappeared for like three months off Instagram live. And Masoud was like, freaking out. Are you okay? Yeah. And that's why I went live. Because this one guy in India tunes in to a show in Sharjah at 3 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. And for you, it's the press of a button, right? Yeah. To make someone's day. Yes. Yeah. So that's why when I went back on live, I told him, I don't have his number. But I messaged him on Instagram. I said, I'm back on live this weekend. How he could just say, so what, man? And he would be like, no way. Finally. That's all he said. He said, no way. And I thought, wow, man. That actually makes a difference to one person. So then I went back on live. And I don't go on live all the time now. Because I want to be in control of that. If I want to give you energy, I'm going to give you energy. Yeah. If I'm going to lift the mood in that room, I'm going to lift the mood in that room. I'm not going to pretend like I am. So when I, when I go on live, those five, six people, 10 people, 100 people, whatever it is, I'm going to give you me. And it's not going to be at someone else's expense. I'm going to do what I need to do. Yeah. And I know? think that's, so there's a fine line here, right? So there's the being kind of unapologetically yourself and mm. like doing what brings you energy. Yeah. Um, you being the best version of yourself for other people. Mm. But then I think the tricky part now is what Maria was telling you is like, listen, you need to be at places yeah. that you really don't want to go to, but it's going to be in the interest of you becoming even better at what you're doing. And then yeah. in return, like giving that to yeah. whoever's in your community, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I think there's a fine line there mm -hmm. of like how you need to go about that, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's funny the other day, because um, we're spending more time, Maria and I now, you know, obviously with her traveling soon. And she said, I said to her, I want to bring you on my show today. So yeah. she was like, all right, so how's your day looking? And normally I will, I'll have a client or two in the morning, then I'll go box, then I'll go radio, then I'll go weight train, then I'll go coaching. And so she was like, I might come with you today. That means we take one car. And I was like, are you sure you want to do that? My day is long, you know? And she was like, no, 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 I'll come with you. Said, okay, well, let's take out the boxing then. Because I can do that tomorrow. But everything else has got to be the same. She said, all right, cool. So we went barber, 
So I went to the barbershop. She came with me to the barbershop. Imagine that, bro. <laughs> I went to the barbershop. Even the barber's like, is she worried about you not going to the bar? Does she not like the way you do your beard? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I ain't got anything up here, man. You know, you know, you know the drill. So, so she came into the barbershop. I sat there in the chair, quiet. Barber's talking, doing his thing, shape up, whatever. Then we went to radio. I said, I can't be late because I have to be there at a specific time. She's like, can I get a coffee? I'll get you coffee afterwards. But we have to go. Went to radio. She was like, I'm starting to get tired now. And I said, this is, this is, this is who I am. This, this is what I'm doing. Day. And this is without boxing. You're getting tired without boxing. Then I brought her on the show. So her energy will be nice. Like it will be, it'll be ready. But I know when we're done with that show, she, she's going to be chilled. And that's normal. That's human, right? Right? So we did that. And I said, listen, if you want an Uber, because I have, I have training. If you want an Uber, you can. She's like, no, no, no. Let's spend the day together. You gave her an out. Yeah. She said, no, let's spend the day together. I went, got her her coffee. I went and weight trained. Yeah. And then we met up again. And then I'm like, I got coaching now. And she's like, holy. She's like, that is respect, man. She's like, that is tough. And I said, guess what? They're relying on me. Those guys, it's preseason now. It's the worst time for them to see me. And she was saying, because she's a baller. Maria's a baller. I'll say it to her on camera now. She's a baller. But she's like, I can hang with your boys. I was like, listen, <laughs> you gotta relax because I'm about to destroy those guys. And in the, most pa in the most passionate way, not in a bad way. I want to make sure those guys get what I need done out of that session. She was there on the pitch. After that session, she goes, thank God. <laughs> I did not get involved in that session. You destroy. I said, that, that's, I told you. That's my responsibility. Once I'm done, 10 o'clock, 10 p.m., I would normally go pick up my mom. Because I drop her off to my uncles. She can spend time with her brother. I would normally then go, guess what? When I open that door, my mom comes in to the car. She wants a smile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? After I've given that smile, all good. I'm done. That's my day done. Close the door. She comes into the car. Smile, how was your day, mom? You good? Yeah, how was your day? My day was great. Now I'm back to who I need to be now. Completely in my own drive back to where I live, which is quite far away. And tomorrow's a new day. But how do you... Okay, cool. Let's unpack that. Mm. That's a lot, uh, right? Yeah. I guess a long... Monday, Wednesdays. Yeah. It's Monday, Wednesdays. So those are long days um, out of the house, constantly interacting with people. Yeah. What drives you to ensure that you just get all those tasks done at 100%? Because each person that I'm responsible for deserves that. But so me. you're looking at it from a, I am responsible for. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because growing up, um, family weren't always responsible for me, right? And what I mean by that is my mom, bless her, had to do two jobs, a mom and a dad. So now that father figure, when you don't have a blueprint, mm. you start to devise your own. So for me now... And a lot of people say this to me from my athletes, my footballers, my wife, whoever, my friends. You kind of father us sometimes. Yeah. But I don't know any other way. Because for me, there's nothing like, like that arm around you when you need it. But was that also kind of like you're the man in the house growing up? Yeah, pretty young. Um, like your responsibilities as a kid yeah. versus maybe my responsibility as a kid. 
could have greatly differed, right? Because because of that, because of the sort of the setup of the household. Yeah, and the trial and error and the mistakes and not knowing how to be an adult at 15. Yeah. When you've got responsibilities that stop you from being a kid. Like? Going out with the boys until 3 a.m. in the morning and then not having to wake up till 10, 11. I had to wake up at 5. I got to open up the gym at 5.30. I got a gym to... I was just a fitness consultant at the time, but you're responsible for opening up the gym. At what age was this? 16. Opening up the gym, you're like, oh, I got to do a spin class. I don't even teach. No offense to any spin class instructors. But Not your at that, at that, No, at that time, you had to teach three classes. So I had to learn how to be a, a spin instructor. But the thing is with me, the only reason why I said yes to that, because I can control the music. And so I could mix the tunes while we're spinning. So when you're doing sports and exercise science and you need to do three classes, one of them is a spin class. So opening up the gym at that time, I would go out with the boys at three. Mm. Until three. But then... You're up. I have to be up at five. So then I'd go to the gym, etc. Do whatever. And then as we went to uni, then that became even heavier. But I guess also like you... It's all kind of starting to come together now. Like you going to sleep at three, let's say waking up at 4.35 and opening mm. up the gym and then having to teach people. Yeah. Like, you now already have that thing of like, I need to provide these people with an amazing experience, irrespective of the fact that I have two hours of sleep, mm. right? Like, yeah. it's not an, you don't see that as an excuse. Nah. Like, it's more like these people are paying to come here. Yeah. And I have to deliver. And I think now, like going through your Mondays and Wednesdays, it's mm. kind of the same thing, right? Mm. Like, irrespective of your mood at the beginning of the day. Yeah. Like, when you step into the radio station, when you step onto the pitch. Yeah. That's the, that's the energy, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, these people are here to listen to me, to see me, trust in me, to teach them, to talk to them. Yeah. I need to give them the best that I have. Yeah. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah, that's, that's spot on. But I think you make so many, you make so many mistakes when you're younger that you kind of almost, you mold into a certain type of character or person, not because you're, like I said, if you have a, if you have a role model, and I'm, I'm very careful with that, like the whole idea of having a role model. 100%. If you have a role model, then it's easy. Or at least you're, oh, he wouldn't do this, or she wouldn't do that, so that's fine. But when you don't, and then you, you see someone that's cool, or someone that has something that you might want to aspire to be like, but you don't call them a role model, and I was very reluctant with that, um, then it's harder, so then you keep making mistakes which is what is normal at that stage. Yeah. But you don't know that. It's necessary. Yes. And no one is, well, from my side, no one's there to do an Omar and say, oh, that's cool. That's fine. What did you learn from that? Let's move on. No one's there to say that. It's almost like you have those two. Remember in the movies, you have a character like here, a good yeah, one, yeah, a bad yeah. one. And this one goes, that's fine. You'll swear. And this one goes, you are rubbish. <laughs> it's like that. You don't have that. So... So then you have to keep making mistakes. And I, and I made so many mistakes at that stage where then continue to do them. But I'm like, no, I, I remember what this felt like. That ain't a good idea, Omar. But that's that's amazing. Like, it's amazing that you had that, I guess, awareness of of that other voice that said, listen, like, you've, you've done this mistake before. Mm. You know how not to make it, right? Rather than falling into the trap of, like, you shouldn't even bother trying. 
because you screwed yeah. it up last time. But I think the good, the good Omar disappeared for years. Okay. <laughs> he just went on a holiday somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't really, he couldn't really help me when I needed him. And the bad Omar was in my all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so he was on both shoulders. He was just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> so he, you know, so it was, it was different. Like what did that. that look like? Like what? Uh, did that... It was. It was. Uh, we, you know, everyone has dark times. Yeah. It's, it's normal. Everyone, everyone has really, really bad times. So how did you get through that? Uh, oh, how long do you have? <laughs> Told you uh, we're getting deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Talk whatever you're comfortable talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, no. It's listen. I, it's no. It's no. Um, it's no secret that I've been in dark places and uh, and 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 I and I don't want to say suffered, but I've struggled with my mental health. Um, and that time where it wasn't as easy to talk about, uh, and probably because not having that figure to kind of the figure that I am trying to be. Yeah. Um, and confide in essentially. Yeah, yeah. With. Um, I think that's probably why um, I stooped to a, a really, really dark, lonely place with people around, mm. which is even harder because the noise is high, but it's not the right tone. And I think that, and now ironically, saying this on a podcast i've never said that in my life but saying on a podcast that is a reflection of what i didn't know was happening where you have 100 people who are all smiling with a very high voice but none of them have the right tone to get me out of that hole wow and i think that for me is the biggest eye opener because i can sometimes feel it. I don't know how to explain it. You know, when I'm talking to someone or listening to someone or someone say something and I think, yeah, that was me. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. That was me. How do you, what do you do? Uh, or you're just kind of more like, I'm just going to be here to listen to you and support you. At that point, you don't talk. Yeah. People think that's when you talk. You don't talk because... Your gut is the second brain. Yeah. So when you have a gut feeling, something ain't right with someone, that's not the time to talk. That's the time to ask and shut your mouth and listen. Because those, those words that come out of their mouth could be life-changing. And we've lost people who haven't had those words. So for you in those times, in those dark times, what was missing, or this is a question, mm. is is someone like that? Someone who sat and listened to you? Because you're saying, right? Like there was a lot of noise and it wasn't the right energy. It wasn't the right frequency for you. There were a lot of people talking to you, but was there maybe what was needed? Was it Was it someone who just said, yo, like, talk to me? Um, yeah, probably, but I think, I think you have to feel that that person is genuine about yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Like anyone can say, yo, talk to me. And you'd be like, I don't mean it. They, they don't, they don't yeah, mean yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
when someone or goes, I'm always here for you. That yeah, sort of message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but again, bless them. They're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, but again, that's why I said it's nothing to do with age, it's to do with experience. When when you when you know, like I'm getting goosebumps. Look, yeah, that is just unreal. When when you know, you, you just know. And I think, and I think that's why sometimes even not saying anything can mean a lot, but just being present. And I and I mean being present and being like stable and just understanding like that that person knows that we could have and we have three people in this room now i feel every person's energy here yeah right so i'm aware when i'm talking to you when he's nodded his head i can feel it and he's done that yeah and when i when i spoke to you and he and he will smile when i say this now when i spoke to you about it's not easy to talk about it he nodded his head shout am out, I, am shout I right? out hussein behind shout the camera hussein, right <laughs> so again the point i'm saying is I've now touched someone I've just met today and we are alike. Yeah. And that is because I understand how that feels. If I don't understand, I could have said, yo, men suffer from mental health just like women. And someone will go, obviously. But then when we said it, the way we said it, he went, yeah, man. Like, you see, there's a difference because we feel it, we feel it. So um, I, was, I was searching, I was, I was around, I was searching for things. And, I, and, then, and then I made like stupid mistakes, man, and upset and hurt like people and stuff. And I was like, that's not what I'm about. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. How am I going to help people? I don't know what's wrong with me. And I've always been a coach, always, till this day, whether it's a national team player, men, women, girls, boys, they still call me coach. And I haven't spoken to them in years. Mm. You're always going to be that person to that because of how you made them feel. You know that quote about Maya Angelou, right? Yeah. It's, it's how you make them feel. It's not what you say. They'll never forget it. They'll never forget it, right? So I've, I heard that quote and I thought, Omar, you need to be like that, man. You know? And, that's, and she's not my role model, but, but that resonated with me, just like it resonated with him. Yeah. And when I see that, I'm like, okay, Omar, that, that's your responsibility now. You know, when you leave someone, you got, they got to go and go, or I've said that in England, but, <laughs> but you know. Wow. Yeah. 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 Translation. <laughs> the lungs came out. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But yeah, you know, that's 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 what I mean. And that's the responsibility that I have. I think on the role model part that you mentioned a few minutes ago about like it, it being kind of a dangerous path. Mm. I agree with that. And also the part on like my Angelou, right? Like you can say. I don't necessarily have to look up to all of her. Yeah. Let's take the parts of her that I really either resonate with or get inspired by, motivated by. Mm. But like you don't have to base your entire existence on someone else's life. Are there particular people, famous, non-famous, where that have really played a part in you and, and kind of like your growth? Yeah. Um, and what like what kind of resonated with you? with those people? I think there's, I think different people play different roles. It's like a formation. You need, you need every, every position to kind of, whether it's building up from the back. Sorry, I'm talking football yeah. terms, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> building up from the back, distribution out to the fullbacks. Fullback plays to the center midfielder. Midfielder sets to the center back. Center back goes wide to the winger. Winger plays the ball across. Striker scores. Every single person Plays a part. Plays a part. That's integral. Yes. Yeah. And and it again, pardon the pun, sorry, but it's a goal. 
So there are moments that people play. Even my dad, not being around, is the best blessing to grow up fast. See, his perspective. I could go, he wasn't around. Yeah. Get that. Or I could go, wow, he's a genius. And he actually is a genius. But his way of teaching and discipline and stuff like that, that I did pick up on early years. And that's when I know genetics are real. Because my mom always says, God, that's the way your dad used to look when he wasn't happy or when he was happy or when he was passionate or wasn't. That's when I know they exist. Because I've had people say to me, and you started this podcast by saying I was one of the kindest people, which I will take away. I put that on my resume because that's coming from you. But then there's people that have said, yo, we don't want to upset him, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's real. Because again, they're like, and and I'm not trying to be that person. Yeah, yeah. Just clarifying that. I'm not. But there is something. And my wife said this the other day, Marie, she goes, hey, you get into it. Because I want the best out of that person in front of me. And that might not be the way to put an arm around him. He doesn't need that. He needs me to do what my dad did. Yeah. Discipline. Come on. Yeah. Get up. Let's go. As opposed to, don't worry, that was all right. We'll do it again. And I think to that point, and it's so funny that you say this because I was speaking to Edgar Davids about this. Yeah. And he was, he was talking about like how he went about coaching. He was the assistant coach of the Dutch national team for mm-hmm. the World Cup. So he was talking about um, exactly this, right? Because I was like, you know what? Like when I was, when I was growing up playing tennis, yeah. Like what worked for me is my couch, my coach yelling at me, right? Like, mm. like this is ridiculous. You're horrible. Like get up, do it again, yeah. do it again. No, yeah. not that way. Do it again. And like that worked for me mm. because I think also like, I guess it's also like dealing with pressure and like these sort of things that, that some people are better at than others. Mm. But then he was like, and he started naming players and I won't do it on the show, but like, he was like, you know, for this player, I had to say, let's go out and have a beautiful game today. Mm, mm. Because if he went any other way, you would have lost them. Yeah. Right. And I guess that's kind of what you're saying as yeah. well. But do you, I don't know how I'm going to phrase this question, but do you, do you see how that applies to life? Like not necessarily life, but like outside of football, because now we're looking particularly potentially at your players, right? Yeah. When you look at other parts of your life, have you made those adjustments as well? Like when it comes to friends and when it comes to family, when it comes to these sort of things? I'm still making them. Because I guess like the way that you, yeah, the way that you deal with certain people mm. and the way that you speak to them in order for them to make you understand what you're trying to say, in order for them to grow, in order for them to, to, to help them on their path, mm. you'd have to sort of adjust your tone and your way of speaking, right? Like it, it can't just be a, a one size fits all approach. Um, yeah, but I think like UEFA teach us that how is that person supposed to understand if you haven't coached them properly? So rather than trying to coach them while they're going through it, strip it back a bit and say, well, Omar, you should have told, you should have had him fully understand what he needs or she needs to do in order to get there. So it's, it's down on you. I can't blame the the athlete or the player or the client or whatever it is because I should have informed them all. Whilst maybe five years ago when I was coaching, ah, it's your fault. Come on, you need to do this, whatever. Now it's like, no, hold on. Before I say anything to this person, did I teach them that? Yesterday, uh, 
Yeah, yesterday, Thursday night, we had a session where we were building up from the back and the goalkeeper was the, the main person that touched the ball probably a thousand times yesterday. And when the session was done, he had his hands in his head, he's on the ground. And I said to him, I couldn't expect you last season to do this because I didn't teach you. And that's why when he said, do you want me to play out? No, no. Why not? I can't do this now. We can't, we can't risk this now. But you see, before I would have been like, yeah, go on. And he would do it. And I'd be like, well, why can't you just pass the ball across there? How you receive, how you open up your body, how you switch the ball. Why can't you do that? Now it's like, no, I didn't teach him that. Even if he's uh, uh, an adult, right? And I coach adults, right? So even if he's an adult, he might know it. But Omar, you did not coach him. How can you expect that from him if you did not coach him? So responsibility is down on me. You see what I mean? And it's like that with life. If you expect something from someone that wasn't nurtured the right way, it wasn't taught the right way, doesn't know what you like, doesn't know what you do. Yeah, you need to communicate it to begin with, right? I think very often we expect things from people and expect them to know what we expect from them without having told them anything. 100%. Yeah. That's super true. I've got him thinking. He's scratching his head, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, and I have this thing about expectation. Yeah. I guess we're taking a a, a left turn here, but I have this thing about expectation where I try to expect as little as possible from everyone around me. Why? Because you will never get disappointed. Right? Like you'll never get disappointed. And it could be anything, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you didn't show up for this show today. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, like we booked this room and like Hussein like came here and spent time setting up and da 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 da. It is what it is. Yeah. Right. And, and I think, let me ask you a question now. So with what I've said, Mm. there's also standards, Mm. right? There's a standard that there's an expect, not an expectation, but like there's a level that you want to achieve in everything that you do. Now, whether it's your radio show, whether it's your players, whether it's whatever. Mm. So you've got that part. And then you're still trying to minimize disappointment for yourself. Yeah. How do you go about that? Uh, be realistic. Set yeah. expectations. Small goals. Uh, my planner is magic, bro. Like so, having planned things in a way where you have time not to do anything. In that crazy day I just told you. Mm. Right? Um, the next day, what I'm doing the next morning. Is that for me? Um, I go by like a color scheme on my planner. Tell me everything. Right. Blue is radio. Pink is my time. Green is clients. Orange is coaching. I opened up my planner now. That's what you would see. This is a physical planner? Yes. You're old school. Yes. I like it. Old school. And I have to mark those colors so that my brain absorbs oh you've got like an actual orange marker like a highlighter yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. it's it's in my planner my hands are there it's it's in my planner and it's in that why because i i know that omar you need to dedicate that time you need to be ready for that that person or that block deserves that attention so then the next day you could have plain nothing no colors that means that's time for you to do an ice bath do some breath work recover play some FIFA, listen to some podcasts, 
Dios. <laughs> <laughs> Just do something where the true meaning of reset has to come out where you have to practice it. You can't just be about it. Right? When you implement this, and I think this this is very good um, advice where the reset part doesn't just happen like on Saturdays and Sundays, mm. right? It doesn't just have to happen in the weekends because mm. it might be a bit too late for that. Yeah. Um, and you might go about resetting the wrong way yeah. where it's like, okay, full on 10 hours of Netflix and yeah. pizza and whatever else mm. or going out. It's integrating it into your day-to-day life mm. and doing it intentionally. That word. And and schedule it like you're, so you're basically saying, okay, cool. Like between nine and 11 on Thursday, I'm chilling. Is that sort of like, like to yeah. that, the granular sort of approach, yeah. right? Nine to 11, I'll tell you something. 12.30 to 1.30 or 2 to 3 every Thursday, one of those hours will be deep tissue, cupping, sports therapy. One of those hours every Thursday. Shout out to Toby. <laughs> every Thursday, that will be that hour. And that's not going to change for no one. Yeah. So he knows that that is a big part of my lifestyle. And that means I'm not booking no clients. I'm not booking no radio. I'm not doing anything for the book. And I'm not coaching at that time. How do you go about your planning? Like, do you kind of do it at the beginning of the week or? Yeah, I, I like to do it about 10 days before. The reason why I say that is just, just over a week where I'll, I'll be respectful for someone's schedule. If they, if they do things biweekly or if they do things weekly or et cetera, I'll be aware. It's, it's funny because when we, when we were booking this, remember you, you said Friday and I went, no, we'll do it next Friday. Yeah. Why? Because that's your time. Yeah. I'm give, whether it's here or us, that's your time. So that's crossed off now. But the funny thing is then, when's training? Training will be 5.30. When's physio? Four. Are you doing anything else on that day? No. Because I need to give him my, my max. So that's the first thing I'm doing. Got it. So I do the podcast first. You get me at my fullest. Then I do my other things. Tomorrow, 9 a.m., I'm at the boxing gym yeah. every Saturday. And it just, it happens like that where you create your own environment. So when you meet someone for the first time, saying, for example, yeah, he sees me for who I am and not, yo, I'm battered. This podcast at 10 p.m. I've just had that long day I just told you about. How am I going to give you the information that you deserve and the conversation, more importantly, that you deserve if I've been through all that because so many people would have come across me that day. So once again, you've designed your schedule in a way where, yeah. you, where you're always, not always, the majority of the time, you, you have the ability to be the best version of yourself to whoever you're interacting with. Yeah, or even scale it down. Meaning? Like completely scale it down, like completely not do anything. Yeah. Like completely... I'm being okay with that, right? Yeah. Like, it's fine. Yeah, It's man. totally okay. But you see, speaking on my behalf, and I'll ask you this question, like, I wasn't always like that. Were you? In regards to what? Like being able to be fine with scaling down anytime. Oh, no. There you go. No, See? no, no. Because I think like, oh, yeah, it's a tricky one, right? Because you look at like ambition. Mm. And then like in our current culture, ambition is associated with that grinding lifestyle and the hustling mm. and the this and the that, which is like a supposedly 24-7 sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and only if you work this amount of hours will yeah. you become, you know, quote unquote successful. Yeah. 
but then I think it's just a, you know, practice makes perfect sort of thing. Like yeah. we've both fallen on our ass several times yeah. um, in the process. And I still do, right? Like I was speaking to OT yesterday about this, where we were talking about burnout. Mm. And I was like, I'm still like in situations where I burn out, right? Mm. Like where I just, like a week where it's just too much. Mm. And then on Friday, Asma will look at me and be like, yo, <laughs> yeah, you're taking, I'm taking your phone away for the next two days, yeah. right? And on your laptop away, like we're not doing any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think increasingly so, it's important that we find, the like it's, it's not necessarily a balance, but it's like really making time for mm. the reset. Mm. And like, it doesn't matter if that's on 12 p.m. on a Thursday or if it's on 4 p.m. on a Monday, mm. right? Like it's, I think once you start creating a schedule that really works like you have mm. and you stick to it, that's where the magic lies, mm. right? I think I'm guilty of saying yes too much. Let me ask you this. Tomorrow, yeah. you get a big offer and it's a big offer, right? And they say to you, we want you to be the face of this department with all the skills that you have. You're going to be perfect for this role. But it takes about eight to nine hours of your day. No. You're not doing it? No, no, no. Even if it's a massive Yeah, role. yeah, yeah. No. Okay. It's not happening. Okay. It's not happening. You sure? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I've been asked this question many times. Okay. Um, and Massive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. Because he was so quick, he was like, "No, no." I'm like, "Come on, this is big work." Because <laughs> that's when you, because that's when you look at like, that's when you look at like choosing, that's when you look at choosing money over freedom, right? Effectively, yeah. Like it, it might not be that extreme. I don't want to say freedom. It was too quick, though, man. He yeah. didn't even, he didn't even wait for you lot to pause. You're like, nah. I didn't even finish the question. Now, would you? I'm in that situation now. Oh, <laughs> oh! See, so you want to like, we can flesh this out for you. You know, I'm, I'm in a situation now where I f kind of fell into the radio world. And uh, and I say this because I was a guest coming back from the World Cup and it was a, it was the World Cup here that year. And, and they had these three powerhouses that were telling me, asking me questions. I didn't even know what segment was. You'll laugh at this. I went, I was traveling like an hour for like a six minute segment. And they're like, you're going to be on for a segment. Oh, that's great. And I'm like traveled an hour to go an hour to come back for six minutes with these three powerhouses. And then the producer at the time said, we like this guy. We don't know where he's from because of his accent, but he looks Arab. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. And that's how it started. But I digress. What I'm saying is I'm in a situation now where I have to, again, I'm so about my schedule, but I also am aware of family and supporting and everything. But I'm, I'm in your boat. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm it's, in that it's, boat. It's an it, you have to do the analysis. Yeah. Right? Like I've thought about it mm. because the offers have been on the table. Yeah. Uh, because I've been asked, yeah. family specifically, like my mom saying, are you sure this entrepreneurship thing is yeah. going to work for you? You know, don't yeah. you want security and don't mm. you want like regular income and family mm. and like the whole nine yards? And, um, and the answer is like, absolutely. Like I want all those things, but like I would never sacrifice um, going back mm. to, let's call it corporate. Yeah. Um, for all of these reasons, right? Like I, I'm so much happier. Mm. 
I get to spend a lot of time with my wife. Um, I kind of choose how I want to schedule my day. Mm. And um, I will, I'm working harder now, mm. substantially harder now than I ever did in corporate. Yeah. Right? But it's for me. Yeah. Like it's growing a business. It's growing a podcast. It's mm. like creating, right? And not creating for somebody else mm. or not like doing work for a business. It's it's you. Mm. And I think like that mixed with, you know, the ability to train for what I'm training for and the ability to just go for a coffee and meet you, right? Mm. And have a chat. Mm. The ability to record this podcast on a Friday at 11. Um, that all gets taken away. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, I've been in that position. Like I've been in, I've been in the nine to five, mm. well, nine to whatever, nine to six position before. And at the time it served me. Right. And now looking back on it, the learnings were incredible. Mm. But I would never go back to that mm. unless I'm forced to. Right. Unless I'm literally like yeah. I have zero dirhams in the bank account and mm. like I need to take any job that I can get. Saying ain't here fixing the curtains and stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a very good question. And, and, I, and I think everyone should go through this exercise mm. and vice versa. Right. The vice versa is more important than, yeah. than our situation because yeah. we're in a situation of privilege. Yeah, correct. There's a lot of people that are potentially stuck in in, in jobs that they don't like, mm. in uh, whether they're dead end or they just don't enjoy it. And they get this thing, I posted about this recently called the Sunday Scaries, mm. where, um, where you dread Monday, mm. right? Versus like looking forward to it or not even knowing that it's Sunday to begin with because you've just been like out, out and doing things. Mm. Um, you know, what is the first step that you can take to becoming more fulfilled mm. or more happy and like, and and maybe taking that, that the little 1% thing, right? Mm. Like starting, like creating a business plan or having that first conversation with someone that like in, in an industry that you're really interested in, mm. that you may be not currently in. Like there's so many ways to take that first step. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like what are, what is kind of like maybe advice that you would give to someone listening to this who's, who's in a situation where Mm, let's call it stuck uh, professionally mm -hmm. and wants to look at like pursuing something they're passionate about. Because I would look at things like, firstly, let's truly understand what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Let's define that, right? Once you've defined that, let's look at what can you try that is risk-free to maybe explore that a little more and then take it from there. But I don't know. Do you have any? I think I've, I've, I've uh, read or, or, or watched somewhere where someone said, if you could wake up and money is an issue, what would you do? Yeah. I think, I think that was the first thing that kind of resonated with me because often when I was trying to do what I, I want to do, people were like, yo, your dad's a doctor. You know, your grandfather, bless his soul, was a Nobel Prize winner. What are you doing coaching football? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was like the truth. And you know, again, like, <laughs> I got to be honest, man. Like, one of the things about staying grounded about these things is like, when you have such high, high role models, right? Or high people that have achieved incredible things in any field, um, it really strips down to, have you met your potential? If money wasn't an issue, would you be doing what you're doing? And we're all in that situation then. And I'm not knocking those people that are doing the nine to five either, because listen, you got, you got to put food on the table. Yeah. 
But I, I'm saying for the situation that you asked, and I and I and I often ask myself this, especially on the rainy days, right? Which we have, we all have rain. Maybe not as much in Dubai, but you know what I mean. Like metaphorically, on those rainy days, you know what gets you through that? Like the I would ask the question, like what gets you through that? Um, are you okay with doing what you're doing, knowing that the Sunday scaries that you mentioned, you got to be at work on Monday, you got to do those kind of things. That's why I've always been in 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 fitness, sport, football, coaching. Even radio is sport. Like it just has to do with sport because I know I can be passionate about that. It's the connector. It's the connector. And and my dad was an orthopedic surgeon who dealt with footballers. So he did not watch me play once to make a point that I don't want you being a footballer. Even when other people were gassing me up and said, your boy's talented. Don't care. That don't, that don't mean nothing to yeah. me. So th- th- there's a difference with that way. You stay, you stay grounded. You go, no matter what people are saying, whose voice matters when it comes down to achieving those goals? Yeah. And that's what I mean by, that's why it's easy to remain grounded. Because if you're, if you're used to your whole life where the right voice is not saying something to you, then everything kind of becomes quite neutral. And as, as sad as that sounds, it also helps you like not get too carried away when you achieve success in any field or any small milestone. I'll tell you something now. Tomorrow will be my 600th show on my Wow. Yeah. And first, see, that's how, that's how he is, man. He's supportive because if I said that to someone else, they'd be like, <laughs> they wouldn't even say anything. But you, no, but you it's also because Stefan, like, you know, it's not necessarily being Stefan. Well, firstly, it's, it's, it's you being Stefan. But it's understanding effort, right? Yeah. It's understanding like 600, let's call it 600 hours yeah. of, of, of recording, of driving to Sharjah. That's times three. Yeah. One hour, one hour. And then one hour, one yeah. hour. Then actually recording. <laughs> yeah. The, the time it takes to yeah. either find guests or because also also with the podcast like I, I know what that part feels yes. like yes um 600 oh, that's amazing man. but bro again I appreciate you saying that but celebrating the small wins right and that's what I call it it's it's not like something that's going to be put on a mantelpiece or anything yeah. but it's a small win right for someone that wasn't involved in this in the first place you kind of fall into that um I, I like to celebrate those things. How do you go about that? Uh, simply, I just tell my wife and my mom, like, listen, this week's going to be 600 episodes or whatever. Yeah. And then I tell... Buy me a cake immediately. Yeah, yeah <laughs> now. <laughs> a fat one. <laughs> no, no. Um, I tell mom, and, you know, just say it because my mom, you know, she listens to every show. Amazing. You know what I mean? And <laughs> she's so cute. I'm on Instagram live. My mom's WhatsApping me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to explain to her, Mom, when I'm on Instagram, I can't. And she goes, well, Why didn't you answer? Well, okay, Mom, don't worry. <laughs> you know, I tell her that. But the point is, is like she will ask questions throughout the show. And then afterwards, she'll say, I really like the guest you brought on. Well, that person seemed kind of shy. Or, or, or where's that person from? But the point is, is that's why I celebrate with those guys. I love that. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So my mom, my mom will listen to every show. Uh, my wife, obviously, you know, is a big part of my life. So I have to kind of share that with her. And then I'll tell someone in the team, um, like in the in in the radio, I'd say, can we do a real? And that's just me trying to be with it, you know. Can we do a real, please? Just to say, I did six hundred episodes, and he'd be like, "All right, cool. Shout out to Mario." I'd be like, "All right, cool, no problem." And then we'll do something. But it's only for me to look back and go, "Oh man, look at how I was at five hundred, or look how I was at two hundred, or look how I was." Because afterwards, 
what you're going to have to show for apart from that feeling that you felt yeah. with those people. And I think like the, the constant uh, act of mm. reflecting is so important yeah. because I feel like we go through life often without doing that, right? Yeah. And it could be like the smallest things. It's also the, like the small things of enjoyment in life yeah. rather than just like the reflection piece. Yeah. Like I had that today where I came here uh, a bit earlier and like I just sat and had a coffee. That must have been a banging coffee. Oh, and it was just so good, <laughs> you know, because usually I'll have my coffee while taking a call or like yeah. doing something, like I'll be in an act yeah. of doing something and not really just focusing on like the, that like little uh. piece of enjoyment, Yeah. but also the reflection piece is spot on. Mm. And I think more of us should do that because it could be anything, right? It could yeah. be like you went through a hard workout and you completed it. Like when you're on, on the way home in your car, like reflect on that, like mm. pat yourself on the back, right? You don't need to tell everyone about it, but like you can, you can be like, oh, you know, great job. Yeah. Great job. Little win, little yeah. win. Because those wins stack over yes. time, man. And like that turns into beautiful things, yeah. right? Whether it's confidence, whether it's like just growth in general, it yeah. really builds. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I mean, you summed it up perfect. Nothing to add on that one. That is reflection's key. Do you have any other forms of reflection? Like I'm curious if you do things like meditation or journaling or, or any of that. I incorporated like gratitude journaling it uh, recently um do you just write out something or did you buy the five minute i bought the diary yeah yeah i bought the diary and then um uh and and i tried to do that at least a couple of times a week which i never used to do at all um i do believe in, in obviously wim hof and cold plunge and and ice baths and stuff like that and i have one at home which i which i, I do quite a bit um Breath work, I'm big on. I also started looking at things like uh, blue light glasses, yeah. which my wife cracks up because she thinks I look like Ali G. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so sometimes I'll be rocking that. But I think, I think in total, I think it's like probably something I can improve on. To be honest, it's not something I'm. I'm super consistent with, but it's something uh, I know is 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 key for me. Yeah, but I, I okay, because I've had this conversation with a lot of people. Because mm. I'm big on, I'm big on meditation. Yeah. But like, it's because it really works for me. Yeah. And you're a master at it. You you practice it. Like I practice yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I practice it a lot. And uh, specifically after the trip to Nepal, the silent yeah. retreat, because you're meditating like eight hours a day. Yeah. So it's that stunted it uh, yeah. completely. Um, but I know that for a lot of people, meditation could be something completely different, right? Like yeah. it could be a run, it could be a walk, it could be just sitting and not doing anything. Like mm. it could be anything. Um, I think it's just like taking away distraction. Yeah. I think that automatically becomes a meditation in some shape or form. I just find it, I don't know, I just find it very helpful in terms of in the mornings to to make my day as intentional as possible, mm. right? Like my morning meditation would be like, obviously focusing on my breath and whatever else, but then then envisioning my day and how I want to be with each person, mm. right? Like knowing that I'm going to see Hussein today, knowing that I'm going to see you today. How do I want to be with Omar, mm. right? Like kind of like pre-thinking that. Mm. Um, and it, then it starts coming naturally. It's like a magical process. Like mm. it's actually really cool. And then starting to think about it's it's this practice of like wishing people well. So like you would start mm. thinking about 
mom, dad, sister, asthma, da, 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 da. Mm. Um, I wish you health, I wish you wellness, I wish you mm. peace, et cetera, et cetera. And you just imagine them smiling. You imagine them smiling. Mm. And these are just little habits, man, that are, they're so simple, mm. right? And they could take five minutes of your day or 10 minutes of your day, mm. but they're just so powerful. But you know why they're powerful? Because, and you've said this word twice today on this podcast, and it's, it's such a strong word, intention. Yeah. You know what I mean? The yeah. affirmations and everything, they only come through with intention. Yeah. So and because it's you with that intention, that's even more powerful towards those people. So they're getting you with intention. And yeah. that's why it works. And so, presence yes. and these sort of things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think everyone has their own form of it. Mm. But I do think if you don't have your own form of it, it's, it's something that's really worth looking into or exploring. Yeah. It could be anything, but I think having something like that is powerful. Yeah. Um, anything else that you do like during your day that, that brings you a lot of value that, that people might be able to look into themselves? Um, you know, do you remember uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. Remember phone a friend? Yeah. That's what I do. You phone a friend? Yeah. I phone, I phone uh, my best friends, uh, Derek in London, uh, who's from Ghana, or, or Yassine, my cousin, uh, who's in Saudi or Egypt. He's back and forth between those two places. I'll call them. For me, and just and it's just a chat. Yo, you know what my cousin calls it? He calls it therapy. Yeah. And it could be we're not even talking about anything deep. We're talking about football. Yeah. He's and it could be something as stupid as fantasy football. He'd be like, Yo, who did you bring in? Who did you captain in this week? And I'll and I'll go and he'll go and I'll go. He'll go. All right, take care. Bye. Phone down. That's 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 your scene. That's me and him. Derek could be anything. His son uh, asking about his son, who's playing uh, football at the moment ish. Uh, Derek, how you doing? What's going on? How's everything? Yeah, good, bro. Okay, good. We could be, honestly, bro, it could be 10 minutes. It could be three hours. But that's my phone, a friend. I love that. Honestly. By the way, how many people do you still know that do that? I'm out of touch with what's happening, so I don't really know. I, you're the only one for me. <laughs> you're the only one for me that uses a phone to call people. I bet you never thought you'd hear today on the podcast that he would say, you're the only one for me. <laughs> Esma, we all know who the only one for him is. But you know, on this case, give me this, give me this. Let me land. Let me land, you know? But yeah. <laughs> but no, that's, that's, um, that's my... I like that. Yeah, that's my phone, a friend, yeah. I'm going to start doing that. Definitely. I'm going to start doing that because it's so funny. Like I have a friend, I actually do have a friend who does that. And whenever he calls me, I'm like... What are, you, what are you calling me for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he'll yeah. be like, it's just, to, just to see how you're doing. Just let him land. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm just like so confused. <laughs> um, Next time, awkwardly stay silent. Yeah. Let him say something and then shoot it. And then jump in. Yeah. yeah. You never know, man. Honestly, <laughs> you never know. It's, it's, it works. It works. That's really cool. Do you call people Hussein or? Oh, yeah, you do? How many you got? Two, three, five? Yeah, two, three. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, I think we're I think we're pretty much at the end of this episode. I think we're slowly we're slowly wrapping up. Is there anything else that you want to share? Some words of wisdom, motivation, something for our listeners to take away. You know, I, I tend to shy away from this part, but I won't today. Thank you. you. Um, you know what? Nice. There's that on the front. It says you are enough you for are those enough. who are listening. And on the back, because someone out there doesn't know that message. I think that is the best 
possible way to end this podcast because we started off you and I just having conversations, right? And someone today might need to hear that. Anyone might need to hear today that, that they are enough and they matter and someone else considers them enough. What do you, what does it mean when you say you are enough? Like, the, do you mean to say whoever you are, it, you're good? Yeah, that you, you bring some light to someone. Yeah. Wherever you are on this planet, whatever you're doing, there's always something that you can shine light on someone. And I think the more you realize that and more people hear that and understand what that really, really means, then <clears throat> the intention behind it, the relevance of how they can pick themselves up on that crap day that they're feeling with whatever they're going through, that they are worth it and they are, and they can excel and they can achieve things that other people said they couldn't because that's what it comes down to. We've all had those doubts and we don't realize how close we are rather than how further Oof, we are. That is so true. You know what I mean? That is so true. And I think, I, I, I always shy away from those questions that you just asked me, but I feel like I owe it to you to say that because it's you as well and you've got your audience and everything. But yeah, man, you, you are enough. And just quickly on the, I suppose on the self-doubt part, mm. I think we're, we've all been through this where it's like you're trying to accomplish something and either your entire circle around you is saying, there's no way you're going to do that. Or maybe you're in a dialogue is like, Ooh, like, am I, am I the right person for the job? Am, mm. Should I be doing this? Can I do this? Have you, if you've been in situations like that before, which I know you have, but like, how have you, or how would you go about tackling that to keep going? Look at people that supported you, man. Mm. Look at people that have believed in you some point in your life look at the people that have vouched for you you know look at the people that have given you opportunities when you had nothing going on for you you know that that's the type of thought that comes in my head person doesn't work for everyone but i think for me there's always been someone that maybe you've noticed or you haven't that has reached out for you or, or, or just made sure that you were just falling off track and they've just kept you on that line. Yeah, or believed in you. Yeah, and yeah. then and then moved out of the way, right? So it's not just someone that's still around you. They just kind of just centered you. You talk about meditation earlier as well, like just making sure someone's, and those are the real ones, right? The ones that when you're just about to, oh, and then it's like a baby walking. Yeah. Right? And, and, and you're like, nope, you don't want them to fall. But then when they fall, rather than crying, they kind of look at you. And if you're smiling, they smile. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Because when they get up, they're going to get back on that way of walking and they're going to kind of waddle over. And they'll get there eventually. And they'll get there eventually. So I think that is kind of like super key. I always, I always have these visuals in my head. It's so random. I always have these visuals in my head. And it's only when you say things that do they come to life. And that's super key. The baby walking is actually a really good example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think overcoming self-doubt Oof, man. It's mm. tough. It still is. It's tough for all of us. Yeah, it still is. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, everybody. You got this. Yeah, man. You got this. Um, thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me, man. This was actually uh, 
I knew I knew it was going to be like this. I meditated on this morning. <laughs> I knew it was going to be this way. Intention. Intention. Yeah. Because yeah. I just wanted to like, my first question was going to be around like, why do you think you are the way you are? And I knew from there it was going to, it was going to take off. It's an absolute honor to be on the show, man. And we're going to do it again. I mean, obviously, if you if you're done, but we're we would hey, love listen, to do it again. Me and saying our buddies now, man. <laughs> <laughs> it would be no. I listen. I I've watched um, you flourish. I've watched you shine light on people, and people always say you grow. Of course, oh, or you're only one away from being a giant. So don't go too much. <laughs> <laughs> but people see you grow, and and I have to say, man, like as soon as you 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 had mentioned it. It was it was a no-brainer for me. So I'm so happy that I get a chance to have one of our conversations. Because that's what it just felt like. One yeah. of our normal conversations off off camera, off air. But to share it with, with your audience is it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. No, thank you really for being here. I knew that the timing was right as well. Mm. Um, I was thinking through when to get you on. And I think this was kind of the right time to do it. So I appreciate you being here. And... Um, if anyone has any questions, where can they potentially find you online, on Instagram or or anything like that? Where can people reach you? Yeah, I think I'll be better with this one. I think I, I only use Insta at the moment. Yeah, uh, That's at Omar Alduri, O-M-A-R-A-L-D-U-R-I. Um, and if they can even send you the questions yeah. as well, uh, I'd be more than happy to, to answer them. Because again, like I said, I mean, you're, you're following. Um, they've been blessed with some really good guests. And, a, and an amazing host. So it'll be a great, great thing for me to answer anyone that's got any questions. Good luck tomorrow on your 600th Thank you, episode. Congratulations. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Thanks, everybody.